This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company during this festive period. I hope you are having a wonderful time. Today we learn of a film which was completed last year, but it took almost 10 years to tell the story of the swimming pools in Iceland, Sundlösugum, which means the story or the stories of the swimming pools. The director, producer, editor of that film is Jon Karl Helgeson. He's here today. Thank you very much for your time today. The film has been broadcast on Rouve, but you are looking for a distributor internationally. We'll talk about that. But let's go back to the start. 2013 is when you started to make the film about the swimming pools in Iceland. And we're not talking about the tourist lagoons, you might say. We're talking about the municipal swimming pools, the ones that you might think of as the council-run pools, which are much cheaper and I think in many ways much more enjoyable. Exactly, yeah. It was Before that, I, I finished a film called uh, Swim for Your Life. It was about uh, a few Icelanders trying to uh, cross the channel. And while I was staying on the boat, because it, it took them, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours to, to cross the channel, finally, uh, I was thinking about uh, the culture. How was it when the Vikings came? Were they able to swim? Yes, they were. But then we had the period of cold time, and, and the, the, the novelettes of swimming uh, uh, finished, uh, died out, you know. The only way to teach the children to swim was in the sea, and then the sea got colder and colder, and the, the skill of swimming died out. And, right. and during the 18th century, only two persons were able to swim. And in the beginning of the 19th century, 1820, something like that, there were six people. And we were about 50,000 then. And then the, uh, we started to build the swimming pools. The, the sailors, they really were drowning, you know, and we started to build the swimming pools. That was the first film. The, 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 uh, the, it's called the, uh, Swim for Your Life. And then uh, after that, I, I, because I had been, been traveling around the country, I said, okay, what about the, the culture of swimming pool in Iceland? And then I started and, and I was looking for elderly people who had been swimming for yeah, many years. And, and it took me a long time to find those people. And finally, I, I found people around the country and who, co who could tell me beautiful stories, you know, how they learned in the sea and with the bad circumstances, etc., etc. And yeah, uh, and it took me 10 years to finish it. It was how, how did they learn to swim? Why did they start to uh, go to the swimming pool every day? And they have been doing that since then. And they still joined and to meet people. Especially it was uh, so beautiful the elderly people were coming together and uh, chatting and reading books uh, and drinking coffee and yeah. singing etc etc. Because you do find and I tend to go early in the morning. I'm a big fan of the Icelandic winter. I love this I like being there at seven o'clock in the morning when it's dark. And you do find then that it's older people who tend to be there that have been coming to the same pool for years and years. They'll sit in the hot tubs and they'll have conversations about what is happening in the world and in Iceland. The oldest person was Stefan, who was, uh, when I met him, he was almost 100 years old. And he uh, stopped swimming when he was 102. Hmm. But he died 104. And he learned to swim in the sea. And he's, 
later on he started to be uh, started to teach uh, children to swim and when five days every week he went swimming during weekends he in the summertime he was mm. golfing and during winter times he was skiing but every five days week through his life he went swimming and do you think it is part of the reason then that people in Iceland have such long lives. I, I think, think we're so. second only to Japan, aren't yeah. we, in terms of I, longevity? I mean, the, 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 the water and the, the air and the, the conversation with people and, and, yeah. and walking to the swimming pool and home again. Mm. So, mm. so I, it must be a one-hour <laughs> uh, some kind of treatment. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time we came to Iceland and it was re- recommended to us that we go to the swimming pools in the towns we were staying. In fact, our very first trip, we drove around Route 1 as it was then. Half of it was still gravel in those days. But even then, the very smallest places in Iceland would have a swimming pool. And I remember thinking, wow, this is one of the things that you can do in Iceland that doesn't cost a lot of money because exactly. the entry fee then would have been 400, 450 krona. Mm-hmm. It's about 1100 now I think isn't it yes about it's still quite cheap yeah because if you buy the ticket to uh, uh, arrange the year I mean it, yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah then it goes down to 600 it, something it, like it's that. a lot cheaper but if yeah. someone is on holiday here it is quite a cheap day out yeah. or half day out compared with some of the other things you can do isn't yeah, it? The, the, the foreigners ask well how for how long time can I stay in the swimming pool for uh, if I pay 1,000 yeah. No, you can stay all the day. All day. Oh, well, that's... All day. Yeah, they I are mean, surprised. Well, as a kid in the UK, we used to have to put on coloured bands. Yes. And so we'd be told it's time for the yellow bands to leave the pool or the red band to leave exactly. the pool. There's none of that here, of course. No, it was like that in the old times because okay. we had so many, uh, so few closets, you know, p- four people. And when and, and, and uh, th- those days where we have a, had the sunshine, yes. lots of people went into the swimming pool, but then we had to have the, the colour bands. But now you have you have plenty of room for everybody. Mm. You know? mm. I think it's about they're selling about almost seven million tickets per year. Yeah, yeah. So I remember as well that one of the things that we first encountered, or the idea that we'd been given anyway, was that if you don't wash yourself properly in the shower naked, there'll be someone there wagging their finger telling you to do. Yeah. I've never seen anyone do that. They, 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 they <laughs> Maybe I've always been washing properly. It was that, like that in the old times, you know. When I was younger, there, yeah. there was a person who, who, who uh, was, where they were looking and, and uh, watching us, you know. Yes. But now it's, it's uh, they are not they're not there. I don't know why they skip that job because that's very important. Yes. Well, maybe people have got the message. But then again, when you've got more visitors coming to the country, you will occasionally see tourists terrified by the idea that they have yeah. to shower naked. And it's so important, isn't it, for people to realise no one cares, no one's looking. It's, bit, about, it's about keeping the water clean. Yes, but, but I think it's like that, you know, we, we Icelanders, we, we are looking in the shower. And we, we go to them, you know, say, why, why don't you wash your... Yeah, but looking to make sure that they're washing, yeah, yeah. Not, not for any other yeah. reason, <laughs> just in case anyone was confused by that, yeah. But the reason that that happens is to reduce the amount of chlorine that's needed. So it's a nicer experience. Yeah, they're, 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 I heard that they have found a new uh, way to... Uh, it's more healthier this chlorine you know, mm. they are using today. It's, it's, okay. It's, so it's they are they are they are looking into that you know because it's it's in the, I think it's now today is 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 not so uh, much chlorine as as they did you know yes. they have, they have new uh, methods they have new 
material, you know, something like that to to, yeah. to make. You, the... you certainly don't really get that smell of chlorine, do no. you? It doesn't. It doesn't no. smell too bad. I'm so used and, to it. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe maybe I'm too. Maybe that's what it is. But as we're in winter, for me, one of the great joys is walking outside when it's minus 10 or minus 12 exactly uh, and, and getting into warmer water or, or, or being in one of the hot pots while the snow falls on your head yeah. or actually something that I've only really got into this year which is to go into the cold pots yeah that's the new habit new yes. habit yeah. so the, yes the, the, the culture uh, has changed you know in the beginning people were only learning swimming and they went home you know they didn't use the swimming pools but then the hot pots came yeah. in 1960, uh, 1961 in West uh, Westby That was the first hot pot, and that was uh, uh, made uh, after the the old uh, 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 pool Snorralög. Mm. Snorri was a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about Snorri. He was a uh, he was a, a famous. Uh, uh, cultural uh, Viking uh, person, you know, wrote stories, etc. Yes. But he was he, he relaxed in, in a hot pot. You know, he was he was one of the first to to find out that it was re really relaxing yes. to stay yes. in the hot pot. You know, and every pool will have one. I think, I think Isafjörður doesn't have an outdoor pool. There, there are a few indoors uh, swimming pools, but Isafjörður has a little hot pot in the in the swimming pool, very yes. little. But uh, they are—they uh, have been uh, talking about to build the hot pots outside the swimming pool a bit, but yes. it hasn't happened yet. But I think it's uh, the most of the swimming pools are outdoor swimming pools because that's more cheaper to build. And, yes. And if yes. you have the hot water close, as in the beginning, they, they build the hot uh, the build in the beginning. They build the swimming pools close to hot water. Of course, so, so, like in Westfjord and in Bolingovic, they they didn't have hot water, so yes, they. Yes. they, they they brought the water from the river and so So that, that's why there is not this, certainly Isafir that lacks that big heated outdoor pool. Yeah. And, and of course, Grimsey as well, yeah, they have which to, doesn't have geothermal energy. Yeah, in the you same have way. to use electricity to warm yeah. it up. Yeah, but everywhere else you will find an outdoor heated pool. Well, and exactly, yeah. let, let's return then to the film that you made because you went right around the country. How many pools did you visit on that trip? Over 100. Really? Yeah, I was. I think I have uh, footage. Because I, I I was the cameraman too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was filming. I was a one person <laughs> traveling around the country, and I I visit uh, over one hundred swimming pools, and it uh, and and uh, as I said, it was uh, it took me long. Uh, it took me so much time to find people to stand in front of the camera, mm. half naked, and tell stories. Yes, because usually cameras are banned of any kind yeah. in the pool area, so yes. you've got special permission to Yeah, I have to, to ask everybody. But yeah, the yeah. ban, the the law, didn't come later on. It came in, in 2018, 19, something like that. So I was lucky. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, when I when I was uh, hearing, uh, when, when the law came, I was I had not filmed the uh, the swimming pool with children mm -hmm. so it was uh, i had to write a lot of letters and ask the parents and that, 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 that. It took me a long time yes and i found two swimming pools who allowed me to uh, film their children okay. learning swimming so that was the last thing i did and then the law came and now you, you can't bring the camera except you you have this uh, permission from the from the uh, swim swim pool goers you know yes yes but 
having travelled around nearly or over a hundred of yes. the pools in mm. the country, this is maybe a question you don't want to answer, or you or you've been asked before. But do you have a favourite of all those? Of pools? course, I have favourite two, three favourites. You know, the Crossnesslug is on the, on the Westfjord, east part of the Westfjord, Strandir. Mm. That's a beautiful. Similar to Hofsos because it's close to the shore, and, mm-hmm. and when you look, when you are in the swimming pool, in the hot swimming pool, and you you don't see anything that but the uh, the sea horizon. Yes, and you mentioned Hofsos in North Iceland, which yes. is the same. Yeah, but that, then it's that's a beautiful uh, swimming pool too, uh, because you have a the, the scenery. Mm. It, uh, mm. It's always like that when you go to the swimming pool. If you have a beautiful scenery. And that, that's, uh, and you're alone. Yes, yes. And then you're looking to the horizon and, you know, the sky, the northern lights, and, and the, as you said before, the snow, mm, and, mm. And, and you're not freezing, although there is a 10 degrees minus, you know, <laughs> you're, and you're feeling good. It's just incredible. And it's such a hard um, experience to describe to someone who's not done it themselves. Yes. And anyone who comes to Iceland, and goodness knows we, we've had so many visitors coming to Iceland over the last 25 years, it's always what we recommend. That is, you know, I think it's uh, uh, the most beautiful is that you... When you when you leave the swimming pool, yeah, you are a totally uh, different person before because you have uh, uh, the, the the stress during the day has, has disappeared, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course it's you're, we were talking about the cold pots, mm-hmm. and it, that's the best thing to get rid of your tiredness. <laughs> yes, you 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 come up like oh I can start. It's like in the morning. Yeah. You can I can start again. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol anymore. But if I did, I think it would be a good way to get rid of a hangover as well. And, oh, that's <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the film then, which, as we say, you started in 2013. It was completed last year. It has been, I think, broadcast on the roof. Yes, it has. Um, but you're looking for a distributor. I've been uh, doing that, you know, but I, I was sending the film uh, th- uh, to uh, film uh, festivals, and, and they, they seems not uh, don't like it. It's, uh, but the Icelanders, they, they gave me a good response, you yeah. know, very good response. You know. But I, I think it's uh, they, they they can't understand uh, it, the, the foreigners. They don't understand why it's so uh, good. And important, and uh, but it's such a good story. Isn't yes, it? it is. I, I I've been, uh, you know, it's it's now in, it's in the aeroplanes. You know, if you go uh, travel with the Icelanders, to to Europe or America, you can. That may be where I've seen it actually. You you can watch the film there, <laughs> and they've been sending me mail, so beautiful yes. mail, and they've yes. been laughing and crying. Oh, it's so beautiful picture and cetera, film and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that I I like very much to have that. Yes. You know, and it's like one person who sent me a, a question. Can you can you send me the link of the film? Because my husband he he was sleeping and he woke up and did only see the end, <laughs> and he really really want to see the film and my family. And then I sent it to this family, and, yes. and they gave me a response back, and it was so beautiful. It's a story that deserves to be told. It has been told, but it's a story that deserves to be seen and heard. Mm. And so you're obviously open to offers um, and conversations about international distribution. Of course. I I, I would like 
to you know to show the the, the people in Europe and, and everywhere else in the world how what kind of culture swimming pool culture is in Iceland. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so beautiful, and now now you are uh, they are starting to uh, how how do you say it? It's uh, uh, so you say it did because of UNESCO? Oh, yes, yes, to, to make it something that is celebrated by UNESCO as yeah. a cultural treasure, which cultural it is. Tre- yeah, exactly. Is. Swimming pool culture in Iceland is an example of an everyday culture that is also a widespread, tra- widespread tradition which many people in Iceland practice in some way throughout their lives but on different grounds depending on life periods or circumstances. I think it is the thing that explains Iceland most quickly and easily. Yes. Yeah. And it's also something that other people can very easily take part in and enjoy. So much easy. It's so yeah. much easy. Yeah. Remind me what the film's called. It's called Sundlöga Sögur. And I think, with your permission, if we can maybe get a trailer or a clip from it, we'll put that up on the page that accompanies... It would be- very this, nice this show and your details as well yes for any distributors that might hear this and want to find out more I, about I this I can send you trailers story. and everything you know. okay well we're going to post something of that mm. alongside all of this and you've got me thinking now about all the pools that we've been lucky enough to visit around the the country and I think Hofsos has to be one of the the best but I've got a soft spot for Sudereri Sudereri, yes. Yeah, which is, uh, it feels like the pool at the end of the world, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, they, <laughs> they are lucky. They have uh, hot water close by. Yes, yes. And uh, it's outdoor swimming pool, mm. and it's uh, very beautiful, very beautiful. And it's small. Very small. And when we were there, we were served a little cup of coffee. Someone took coffee yeah, out yes, for us exactly, to enjoy yeah. while we were sitting One of few swimming pool. pools that have coffee outside. <laughs> they, have, they have it uh, in, in, in the country. Uh, yeah. The swimming pool yeah. in the country, they, they are um, uh, more willing to give us coffee. Yes. Well, I'd highly recommend, I mean, if you live in that part of the world, you'll be very familiar with that pool, of course, but highly recommended if you find yourself in the Westfields and you make it as far out as Sudaledi, which, as I say, feels like the... Uh, the end of the world, you you can drive a couple of kilometres past that and you're basically looking at Greenland, aren't you, exactly. over the, over exactly. the water? <laughs> Jon Carl Helgeson, the writer, director, cameraman, producer yes. <laughs> of, <laughs> of the film. Thank you very much for your time today. As I say, all the links that you need will be on the page that accompanies this show from Rove English Radio. And do get in touch with Jon Carl if you can uh, help get that film distributed and get it to the audience that it absolutely deserves. This is the Rove English Radio, and I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime by email english at ruv.is. There is more from Rove English, with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. <laughs>